0: Sorry, my friend. He's a bad cop. I'm a good cop. Okay. You can trust me.
1: I won't be on the show. I'm going to be on the show. I'm going to be the star of the show. You started off as the bad cop, but so now you're the good one. Hope
0: well, this movie doesn't suck ass. It will. <laughs> now you're the good cop. Oh, my God. The moral is, you're a total bitch. How are you holding up? Because I'm a potato. Uh, it certainly uh, does uh, suck. Isn't there supposed to be a good cop? Hope you boys brought popcorn. because I'm about to put on the show. Welcome back to another episode of Good Pop, Bad Pop with Dr. T and Dr. M, where we prescribe video games!
1: Hooray!
0: And bed rest. Yes. And aspirin.
1: Well, you know, in moderation. How are you doing, M? Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. There's been a lot happening. We've got a lot to catch everybody up on today. Uh, We missed a week because life happens. Uh, T travels a lot for work, so sometimes that means we do not get to record as much as we want to. But you know what that does mean?
0: Plain reviews.
1: Plain reviews by tea that are on a plane and not actually playing
0: Pow, pow. So today we are doing a review dump. We have 3 yes. segments. We are doing video. We are doing TV. Video. We are doing movies. <laughs> we are doing TV and we are doing video games with lots of odds and ends. So... You're at the all-you-can-eat buffet of content this week.
1: We've had too much fiber, and we are ready to go.
0: <laughs> and hopefully you pick up something you might want to watch. Hell yeah. Dear listener, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we do this for a server, as a service for Doctor's orders.
1: Heck yeah. Now, what do you want to do first? Do you want to jump into games? I feel like we actually have some game stuff to talk about. Um...
0: Yes, let's start with games. Spectacular. I guess I can scroll.
1: Okay, coming up, here we go. Game time! Um,
0: What have you got for us, Sam? Have you been doing any games this week?
1: I have finally started playing the um, second installation of the uh, Batman games in Telltale, Batman Enemy Within. So, I haven't even finished episode one yet, um, but... I do like how with a lot of these sorts of Telltale games, there's that continuation option. So it's all like, do you want to load all your previous stuff to, you know, affect your relationships in this game? I'm like, yes, yes, I do. Telltale, thank you very much. So um, I'm kicking on with my Batman story um, in typical Telltale fashion. I've already cried, so <laughs> there's that. Uh, but yeah, so far looking forward to it. Quite keen to see where they take it. I'm think. Like, I'm just kind of guessing here, but I'm pretty sure this one's going to be a bit more Joker-heavy in terms of how he comes into the story a bit more. So that's going to be pretty cool. Um, Yeah, so that's sort of the only game I've been playing as such. Um, As usual, I am still very excited for Borderlands 3. Still hanging for bits and pieces about that coming out. Um, did Did you read any more about that the last week or so? Borderlands, yeah. There's more bits and pieces, uh, just little bits and it's pieces. It's
0: only come up. I mean, once the excitement dies down, you realise you've got to wait a whole lot of months before you get to play it. The big Fortnite. thing is, there's rumours it might be an Epic Game Store exclusive.
1: I don't think it. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's true at all. Mm. I don't think they could do that.
0: And this is a whole topic for another podcast where we dive into this controversy mm. with the Epic Game Store, which we're not gonna to go too hard on today, but Yeah, I, I don't I'm on the fence about this. I'm I'm not a big user of Steam. I use it a little bit, but not a lot. I'm mostly console and mm. um Yeah, basically console. So this Epic Game Store, I'm like, oh yeah. But I do get slightly concerned about the data farming rumors and stuff. So if that's true, I don't really want to sign up for it, but if they have the exclusives, what can you do?
1: Well, that is true. Everyone's
0: like, well, I'll just wait six months. I'm like, I'm not waiting six months (laughs) to play a a title. I'm excited about.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah. So So I don't think that's going to happen. Um, also with borderlands three, the, um, I forget what the title of it is because there's so many deluxe, mega, super, special, exclusive editions. But the one that came with all the toys and shit um, that sold out in two minutes at EB Games. It was retailing for two fifty or three fifty. Three fifty.
0: It's a lot of money.
1: Oh, look, I'd pay it. I, I want that. I know you would. I want that sweet loot box, my friend.
0: I said no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I, um, sadly did miss out, and I also forgot about it because I was busy. But. Uh, yeah, so that's sold out in record time, which I think just really shows how much people are gagging for some borderland. So I hope they do bring out a lot of merch because I am keen to add to our ever-growing toy collection. Uh, we should post some pictures on our on the gram, on the pod gram, of um of some of our little figurines.
0: Here we got I've got a mini Neo, a Lego piano. I've got a Bender.
1: You got two Benders. I You've got can two see. Benders. I
0: got a Psyduck over here. Yeah. And some Woolworths fruit. <laughs>
1: Quality uh, figurines here, kids.
0: Not um, not gaming <laughs> per se, but well,
1: you've got all your um South Park game ones over there as well.
0: Yeah, so I got, got a lot those. of knickknacks. i got a bit into um Metal Earth, Scorched Earth. Anyway, mm. I'm making a few of those, mostly yeah. Star Wars.
1: We should. Um, I don't even know if that would be interesting. Would that be interesting? An episode about our toys? No. Nah. I'm well, sure some people well, would enjoy I it. <laughs> I don't think talk about
0: them on air. It's more of a visual thing. Well, yeah, that's So true. yeah, um,
1: chuck some on the Insta stories later. So uh, keep an eye out for those. So I think I saw the Borderlands updates. I mean, there was a bit more info that came out about all the classes and stuff. But we'll probably get more into that another time.
0: Our listeners are Borderlands out <laughs> after last week. How dare! You. <laughs> uh,
1: but fair. Um, also, in very big PlayStation news at last. Finally, after the beta period, you can now have a name change on your um, PSN, on your PlayStation Network. So I finally got to get rid of mine and update it to um, Sneak It so you can see more of my adventures on there if you ever want to watch me uh, fumble around and play games terribly. Uh, T, you don't need to change yours because yours is pretty sweet. Yours is golden, right? Yeah. But you like that the option is there.
0: I mean, I was never fussed about this. Mine mm. I I've had a similar handle in most games forever. It was more I I got a kick out of like Playstation's accounts have been around for a while and I was fortunate I created mine on PS two. I bought nice. the I bought the doodad to connect your PS two to the internet. Oh, damn. So I can play a game called SOCOM and it was sort of like a co op shooter thing. And internet on consoles wasn't a thing. Mm. And then I got a PS four and dug out the old account, and luckily my handle was pretty much intact. Convenient. Um, You know, it could have been Linkin Park, (laughs) Sexy Pants, underscore 69, underscore 420, underscore 2000. True, true. Underscore Large Dong. I don't know. Could have been anything.
1: All those things. Um, Now, what was funny about doing my name change on the PlayStation is that it also gives you some recommendations. And at first I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Maybe it's going to recommend it based on, my name and my birthday, or maybe some games that I play, uh, but oh, no, sure random. <laughs> um, let me read you some of the fantastic suggestions that were given to me by PlayStation, uh, which I have put up on our Twitter a couple of days ago. So, uh, one I took rather personally was Imperfect Hair, 856, <laughs> <8-5-6. laughs> or Nest 591 Malicious, and I was like, okay, okay. Um, they, they obviously know that I'm such an avid truck driver because they've also recommended to me Truck 287 Speedy. Um, and one thing that actually wasn't too far off the truth was Seat 30 Hungry. Um, I like a bit of food, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, there, was a, there was a Reddit thread. Where hold people... up, I'm not finished. Oh, you've still got more?
1: Yes. And my final one, Abrasive 751 Plane. <laughs>
0: Abrasive plane.
1: Yeah. So I, I would like to note, like, obviously this like is some kind paper. of randomly generated something. Well, I was thinking more about just yelling on a plane, which mm. also fits into the hungry in seat 30. So maybe I'm just, maybe they knew that I get mad if I don't get fed quick enough on a plane. They're like, here's some handles that might be good for you,
0: <laughs> There was a um, Reddit thread where people were posting the weird ones they were getting and the Excellent. top was, what was it called? It was sad lunch 911 Oh, well... So that too was a sad soon, lunch. Then. yeah, Too soon. And everyone's like, w- what are you doing, Ooh, PlayStation? <laughs>
1: they're not getting screened. Um, so even if you don't want to change your PlayStation name, I recommend going on and pressing the button anyway. Not changing it, but just to see what they recommend you because it's uh, good
0: for a lol. What I thought was surprising, it was like, oh, the first one's free. The next one costs like whatever, eight bucks. And I'm like, why? Like,
1: well, the reason is because it's um like you can permanently it permanently keeps your original name, so whatever you've had first, no one else can take that name. So I don't know if that is then applicable for your second one because otherwise people would just be, you know, creating username after, username after username after username just to block out other people from using it. I I'm guessing. So if uh, they make you pay for it, then they're like, Ugh, fine, I won't do it.
0: Seemed a weird thing to charge for, but sure. Yeah. Um.
1: What else in gaming news do you have? I do. So,
0: two episodes back or one episode back, I was talking about RimWorld, mm-hmm. my post-apocalyptic, stranded on an alien planet survival game.
1: Weird game.
0: Yeah, I finally finished it. All right. Um, they had an end game, which it's not really what it's about, but they put a thing to end where you find a spaceship, fix it up, and leave mm-hmm. the planet. Sweet. And I got there, and one of my one of my survivors. He sucked. He was addicted to cocaine. He'd skits out and eat all the food all the time. Not what he'd, you want. He'd go comatose. It was just a pain in my ass for the last weeks of this game. Um, we got raided by a villager, villagers, and then he, we you know, fought them off. And then he got all sad, like, oh, I killed my friends, because that was the village he had left. <laughs> and anyway, we persevere with this. Everyone else is doing their work. And then we build the spaceship, and we have 16 pods. And I have 17 dudes. And I'm like, sorry, Mr. Coke Addict. You've got to stay behind.
1: Bow bow. So
0: my guys went off to safety, and my Coke-addled, you know, binge eater locked himself in the warehouse, threw some Molotov cocktails, and burnt the whole village down. So that was kind how of a my... real bummer of a story, <laughs> man. <laughs> and, well, yeah, and that was how my... <laughs> That was how my story of RimWorld ended. Oh. The 16 people I made end. it out. Which was good. I but guess it's, that's oh. good. And this was on, like, really easy, passive game modes. This this game would be bananas if it was on hard. Mm. So, I don't know. But that was RimWorld. Highly recommend. Really random. Good fun. <laughs> good fun. But I want to talk about... I have acquired a white whale in gaming. Oh, I like playing games, I like finishing the games Uh, I move on. Um, I've mentioned before, I'm a big fan of Bloodborne. And Bloodborne, the game famous for being a hard game, is um, I jumped on to play the DLC, which I'd always wanted to do. And I got up to the last boss, spent all day on this one boss, and I finally defeated it and I was happy. And it's like, ooh, secret boss. His name is Lawrence. And it is the hardest gaming thing I have ever done in my entire life. Um, I don't even remember what it is. Big fire monster thing. Whatever. It's a boss in a video game. But I spent two weeks on this boss. Coming at it over and over and over again. I couldn't sleep. I can't start a new game until I finish this game. This is the last thing. I'm pretty much done once I kill it and my god, you watch the videos and there's like, oh, here's how you defeat this boss and they've got this little naked, unarmed character defeating it and I don't I, I can't even, like, these people are so good, and I'm not bad at the game, but I'm not that good but, my god. Anyway, so after two weeks I finally killed it. Call me Ishmael I died a lot
1: I can't even uh, stress just how much of a terrible person that this game turned you into <laughs> You have been unbearable for two weeks, and I can honestly say I do not recommend this game to anybody, <laughs> purely based on this fact. And whenever you would say, I'm going to go play Bloodborne, I'd be like, oh, can you not? Because I can't talk to you for the rest of the day. Do you know what this what this boss and subsequent game is? It's your bad hat. You know how in Madeline, Pepito has a bad hat and it turns me into an asshole?
0: No, but go on.
1: Oh, well, anyway, this game is your bad hat. <laughs>
0: It's your reference for anyone
1: who enjoyed some Madeline back in the old 90s.
0: Oh, that's early 90s, too.
1: Yeah. No more Bloodborne. Pepito.
0: No, I've killed it. It's over. I screenshotted the achievement. I can move on with my life. But this is the hardest gaming thing I've ever done. And I've played a few hard games, so if you've got a comparable white whale in gaming, just something you could not beat until you could, tell us about it on Twitter, because, my god, this was a saga
1: Good pop underscore bad pop.
0: Ugh. Send in your tweets. But now that's done. I'm digging around a bit on the game now, but definitely winding it down. The problem mm. is, because um, these games are exhausting, and this is the same company that just released Sekiro um, a couple weeks ago, and I do want to play that, but I'm like, I don't want to play that yet. Yeah, <laughs> I, need a,
1: no. <laughs>
0: I need a break from that company. They, they're called From. It's really annoying to talk about them. From <laughs> Software. From so, where? Um, from. From. Who? Who? Fromage So I'm so not going to play make that one Cheesy
1: games, that's a wasted pun opportunity
0: <laughs> So I'm not going to play that one for a little while <laughs> um, Other than Conquering Bloodborne I jumped in Tales of the Borderlands For the Borderlands hype I thought I'd jump on this and
1: You still I, haven't played any more of it Since the last time that we talked about it's it
0: Frustrating Because Telltale games suck how You're you? just watching a cartoon or something, and then every now and again it's like hit left to dodge. Are you um, saying
1: that wouldn't be nice after the stressful things that you've just endured in like, Bloodborne?
0: It's basically just a TV show, and I'm sitting there watching it and This is cool, I like all this, but then it'll but be you like. You
1: control the relationship. Hit a
0: button, and I'm like, oh, I forgot. I've put my controller down. There's so little happening. So, um, I. I really struggle with the last wave of Telltale games. Mm. There used to be adventure games of problem solving and stuff. Now it's just like, who left? Decide to be an asshole or friendly to this person. It's, uh, no.
1: Well, I guess you won't have to worry about any more of those popping up. Eh, much to my dismay.
0: Yep. Yeah. Out of the ashes, some some better format will come. Mm. They did have a lot of good licenses. Can't argue with the...
1: That's where yeah. the money went.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, had... it wasn't a gameplay. Then
1: they went bust.
0: Hmm. Um, and the final one now this one's been a bit low key compared to all the other news coming out now Mm. but EA just released a trailer for Star Wars Fallen Order hell yeah now if you're not familiar with it it's going to be some kind of action RPG um, set in the era after the prequel trilogy after Order 66 Um, the famous moment when the Emperor was uh, the Empire was formed and all the Jedi's were murdered And all the remaining Jedis went to ground. And this is about some guy who's trying to live his life. Former Jedi, but being low-key. So they showed a trailer where he's just trying to live his life. You know, the space equivalent of being a lumberjack or working on a fishing boat. You know, that kind of plotline.
1: Moon miner.
0: Moon miner. (laughs) Um, So we haven't seen much yet. Just some sort of tone and ambience. But what was interesting, EA has come out and been like, yay, Fallen Order's coming out soon. There's going to be no... Whoa, look at that order correct. Um, I heard microtransactions that came up as micro-encapsulated.
1: Oh, well, anyway, potato, potato.
0: No microtransactions and multiplayer. Like, yeah, such a big thing. And I thought, how far have we fallen that this is, like... Advertising, like, yeah, no microtransactions. Oh, cool, take my money. Like,
1: what? I'm more worried that they don't have anything better to offer. <laughs> They're like, this is the strongest leg we can stand on. I'm like, mmm. Mm.
0: And, like, the microtransaction lack of is a popular thing to say, obviously, but just a bit like, yeah, no multiplayer. And it's like, well, it's. Don't misunderstand. It's not that we hate multiplayer, it's that we hate what your company does with multiplayer. Like,. <laughs> Mm, uh, yeah. so anyway but that means it's going to be a nice single player game and means they're just going to jack us in dlcs in other ways so stay tuned for that
1: mm, more um, details to go on. yeah
0: once we work out how much money we'll have to give ea <laughs> um that's all i have for my gaming news you got anything else for gaming
1: that's it from me for gaming so what are we jumping into next there's so much to cover today um tv TV time! Okay, Uh, coming up after this short break with no sponsorship, we will discuss TV. Can we get
0: sponsors? Can we make up sponsors?
1: No. Welcome back! We will be discussing a bunch of new TV today, um, and return TV. So, some old faves have come back. Um, Veep, which I think is the last season of Veep, has just come back... um, couple weeks ago now, actually. Three weeks ago. Um, As has Barry. So we are um, getting back on board with those. Um, HBO. Yeah, HBO season is back on. Plus Thrones. Um, Now, on that note of Game of Thrones, um, you will see coming up uh, in the next day or two, we have a bit of a side project going. We have our very first spoiler cast series coming out. So stay tuned for that. They will um, usually come out the day after... Um, the episode of Thrones, so it's all about the last season of Game of Thrones. So, um, if you have seen the episode and you want to listen to us break that baby down, tune into our spoiler cast mini series. Um, if you don't want any spoilers, do not listen to that. <laughs> Just listen to this one, your regularly scheduled program. <laughs>
0: yeah, the the yeah, we're gonna break down the plot (laughs)
1: yeah yep yep so stay tuned for that project coming up um but again and it will be written all over the episode do not listen to it unless you have seen the episode or unless you just like spoilers some people are into that so whatever floats your boat
0: i've been thinking about this format and i know a lot of people do it but like it's such a a short life thing because you release it after the episode and you're like yeah everyone's talking about the episode for five days and then it's redundant redundant information after a week.
1: So you say that, but remember a couple of months ago when you listened to, like, 30 episodes of podcasts about the ferals, which broke down episode <laughs> by episode? So, you know, don't credit people. Sometimes people like to go back and listen.
0: Yeah, but there, there were one standalone episodes. This is all, like, all the speculation is going to be redundant in. Oh, well, that's by still next Monday. Oh, no, it's interesting to
1: see, you know, theories and where they come from and... Going back and being like, ah, oh, in your face, I was right. Anyway, so that's what we're doing. Um, but other than that, we um, will be chatting about other TV shows today. So, T, what
0: have you got for us? Um, I am going to a classic leg of the sci-fi fandom. I'm going to talk about Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And a few takes on Star Trek. So, we'll start with Discovery, which I watch on Netflix. Yeah, um, Which is the licensed Star Trek. It's actual Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And... The second season's rolling along nicely now, and it is great. First season was uneven.
1: I couldn't get into it. It was too all over the shop, and nothing really happened for me in that first season. It was a bit of a yawn fest. It
0: was was quite uneven, but the second Mm. season is a lot stronger. Mm. And what I've noticed, all the new plots they've brought in are all great. Everything that's a holdover from season one, less great. Uh, So there's definitely... A step up
1: so you're saying just skip season one <laughs> well
0: no not that far because there's a there is a lot of stuff going on to, Damn. yeah but what i did want to talk about is they're sort of leaning into the skid a bit with their throwbacks to classic star trek stuff mm. so while discovery is is its own brand but um just minus spoilers i guess wasn't really a plot thing uh, at the end of um Season 1, they crossed paths with the USS Enterprise, yeah. and it was sort of the first taste of, you know, referencing mm. stuff we know was going on in this mm-hmm. era. Mm. Um, Michael Berman, she's uh, the, Spock's half-brother, adopted brother. Yeah. So that while well, that was a weirdly shoehorned-in plotline, but they've sort of rolled with it, um, Spock has joined the second season. Spock's one of the main characters. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So that was always going to be hard to pull off, but he's there. He has a beard, which is Ah. irking me a bit, but anyway. Yeah, I didn't like that. So Spock's around, which is nice. But the thing I have really loved is um, the captain of the second season Mm. is um, Captain Pike. Now, do you know who Captain Pike is?
1: I recall the name. I'm not very good with my... Trek lore.
0: Once upon a time, there was a pilot. A pilot called Star Trek.
1: Wait. Pike's the one before the other one,
0: right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember things. So they, made, right.
0: a, they made a pilot, and it, the Enterprise was done by... It had Spock and mm-hmm. Captain Pike. The show wasn't picked up. And then they went, oh, we want to make another pilot. We want to have another go at it. And the actor who played Pike at the time went, oh, I'm not interested. So they're like, mm-hmm. all right, let's grab this other guy by the name of William Shatner. Gave him a new captain name. He was Captain Kirk. That Mm -hmm. show got picked up. And the rest, as they say, is history.
1: Everyone loves alliteration.
0: So Pike was the pre-Kirk captain of the Enterprise. And he is now the captain of Discovery in this show. And this was just cool by itself. But they've done some cool stuff. So Mm -hmm. if you go back to the Star Trek original series, Lore, they reused all that footage from that unaired pilot. Eh. And they did a two-parter episode in the 60s. Where Captain Pike is now... He was in an accident, and he's now all disfigured. Now, this is iconic. He's on that little... In that black box wheelchair thing.
1: With the light,
0: and it's one beep for yes, two beeps for no. That's right. And he's just a head sitting in this box, and is all burnt and disfigured. And like, how are you, Captain Pike? You good? And he's like, beep. (laughs) And they did a whole plot line of them recollecting what happened back in the day Mm -hmm. when... um, he was the captain and they used all the footage from that pilot episode and that was that was cool and you know it was a big deal and there's been a lot of riffs in pop culture about that Mm. they've started to reference this captain pike had to go firstly they went to the planet where all this happened Mm -hmm. um and The details are too Star Trek to talk about if you know (laughs) know what you're talking about. But anyway, they go to this planet where all this stuff happened. And he was like, oh, I've been to this planet before and stuff happened. And it was like, that was really cool because, you know, it was just a reference to that. And later on, he goes to the the messing with time travel this season. And they go to this place where they have time crystals, whatever. And he goes on this pilgrimage to get these time crystals. And he sees his future... And he sees the accident that will eventually put him in the wheelchair. Uh, no one and he wants to
1: see that. Yeah, and he has, like, make,
0: oh, no. he has to make a hard choice. Go, oh, the future's not set, but if you take this time crystal, you're locking in your future, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And he has to, he needs it to save the day for whatever the plot is this week. But it mm. sort of implies that... He is ine- inevitably going to get annihilated in this accident and be in this wheelchair and stuff. And it was really cool. Tough decision. Throwback to classic Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Like old school stuff. So I've really enjoyed this. It's not forced or on the nose, it's quite earned. So I quite like it. And it's been pretty good. They've had a few really solid episodes recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Discovery, if you're a Trek fan, persevere to the second season. It's quite good. Sweet. Thumbs up. Alrighty. Um, And that's still in progress. Mm -hmm. Now, the other side of the coin, if you're talking about Discovery and you're modeling the Trek universe, people are going to bring up The Orville. Mm. Now, The Orville is not licensed Star Trek. It's a show created by Seth MacFarlane and starring Seth MacFarlane. It's like a Star Trek spoof, isn't it? No, it's not a spoof. It's just straight Star Trek.
1: Yeah, but... It's a spoof, like it's a funny show.
0: Not funny enough that I would call it a spoof. Uh, okay. Like they're basically making Star Trek. Hmm. Even the nature of the plot lines and stuff. So, oh, yeah. so obviously you'd assume Seth MacFarlane's a big Star Trek fan, and he wants to make a Star Trek show. Now it's not licensed; it's nothing to do with Star Trek, but. It is like beat for beat, basically next gen. So Captain Picard's mm. era feels mm-hmm. very much like that. They've got the robot, you know, Lieutenant Data. They've got um, the Klingon who's actually...
1: It's more that it's a spoof, but it just happens to be actually very good.
0: <laughs> yeah. and According to you. Well, I, I just built it through the first season. Second mm. season's out now. I'm going to move on to it. Um, but I actually quite enjoyed it. If you liked next gen Star Trek... If you watch Next Gen Star Trek, you might find it a little dated now.
1: See, I watched a few episodes of the Orville, and I couldn't really get into it, but you said that it got a bit better.
0: Yeah, mm. but it's still the same as that.
1: Oh, well, yeah. and But the dated part wasn't the part I had issues with, because you could tell that they were doing that, you know, to be on brand and to be funny. Hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I just couldn't really get into it myself, but I might give it another crack.
0: Yeah, and there's some... Um good comedy in it but it's not a funny show at all and i I feel it needs a little more humor to be honest because the type of plot lines they do if you ever watch next gen back in the 90s it was very like there was an action episode but there weren't many it was mostly Mm. talking and talky and techy and a lot of philosophy as well Mm. and they do a lot of episodes like that so if you're not into this format you'll probably find it a little boring mm. um, and one thing it was so weird so it's on Fox they have ad breaks mm. and if you ever watch these shows and not just Star Trek like any shows back in the day there would be like dun dun and like a minor reveal before an ad break mm. and then after the ad break extreme
1: you, dramatic close up yeah
0: cutaways it comes back with a dun, 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 like another dramatic mm-hmm. moment and it brings it all together and they're doing that and this because they've obviously got mm. ad breaks in it and it, it's like a weird nostalgia on <laughs> how shows were put together back yeah. in the day because they don't do that anymore
1: well no you, you write with the outbreaks in mind and yeah. a lot of shows don't use... well, well that's not true Some, a lot of them still do but yeah
0: hmm. so that, that's quite good and man Star Power they've got cameos from um, Charlie Theron Liam Neeson and just like there's familiar faces everywhere
1: Well, it all kind of stemmed because Seth MacFarlane really loves Star Trek, right? Like, Mm. that's where it came from. He was like, I want to make one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and they let him. And it's pretty good. Mm. Mm. So I'd recommend that if you like next-gen era Star Trek. Mm. It's more Star Trek than Discovery. Mm. If if that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyway, so that's a lot of talk from me about Star Trek. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Have you got one for me? What have you been watching?
1: Um, so I have started watching Broad City, which was, I think it's produced by Amy Poehler. Um, so obviously high expectations immediately. Um, now I've had a few people recommend this to me over the years. Someone told me that it was like girls, but a few years older and I was like, oh yeah, that could be cool. I I will say that I haven't quite found that except for the, the realism of, uh, you know, living in New York things and just being a woman in general. Um, what I do like about this is that you can very much tell that this is written and made by women and <laughs> compared to something, say, like Sex and the City which is obviously written by men, like, yes this is exactly what women talk about. And look, they do but not in the way in which they think that we do. Well, Sex and so, the
0: City made by men.
1: Um, honestly, I haven't fact checked and I'm just making <laughs> assumptions.
0: Because that would blow my mind. But, I, never, I never watched it. Though.
1: But based on a lot of uh, things about it like it's very much like oh here's how we think women are and here's how we think women talk about these things and a lot of like don't get me wrong for the t- for its time sex and the city was very good and very revealing that oh yeah this is stuff that women talk about but compared to something like broad city which is um what a lot of people would maybe characterize as gross um <laughs> but i would characterize as fucking realistic get over it um Yeah, so it's very different and honestly also you can get away with a lot more stuff on TV now. Uh, The other thing that contributes to that is the fact that this was um, a web series. And so it's created by and stars Abby Jacobson and uh, Elena Glazer. And they are some funny bitches. And I can really tell um, how Amy got involved because she's if you've read her book, Um, Yes, Please. I think it's called Yes, Please. Um, She has a whole chapter and a whole lot of uh, anecdotes about how she gets the shits because men don't like women making gross jokes because they're like, Ew, don't do that. Ew, don't do that. But then guys can do that. And that really pisses Amy off. And me, uh, for that matter. And Tina Fey as well. She talks a little bit about it. Um, But mostly Amy because she's very much like, Look, funny is funny. Like, shut the fuck up. And so that really comes through in Broad City and I love that. So yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I've watched one season. Um it's pretty much just two two girls who are and they're just sort of scraping by in, in their mid twenties living in New York. Um they just get into some weird shit. <laughs> Hilarity ensues. Adventures, you know, like I just saw a whole episode they're trying to get to a wedding and the car breaks down and this happens and they get on a bus and they get hit by fish and, you know, weird things. So, uh, yeah, really funny, funny show. Good feminist comedy made by women, created by women, produced by women, all about it. I think it's got at least five seasons, so... Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm really keen.
0: I passively watched maybe one and a half eps Walking By and, yeah, it was really funny. Mm. I was like... It's tight. It's like my style of comedy. So mm. I'm like, oh my, that's, that's good to hear. It's got five seasons that I can oh, hell yeah. dive into.
1: Yeah. So that's uh, what I've been watching. Um, I've also started to watch season two of the, uh, chilling adventures of Sabrina. Um, not loving it. <laughs> not lo- And I want to so badly, so badly do I want to love it. So I'm going to push through and persevere, but I think I've seen maybe two or three episodes And for me, it doesn't really feel like it's connected from the first season. They were just like, okay, here's this new adventure at her new school, and she's trying to get into this boys' club. I'm like, okay, that's cool, but do we get any follow-on? Like, It feels very disconnected to me so far, and I've just not really been getting into it. Um, Mm. I felt
0: the same way about the first season. I watched two, three episodes and went, I I am so bored, nothing's happening. This is a show about witchcraft.
1: It did pick up in the middle, also like season one did get a bit better. Um, I will say that the plot line for the, um, trends or gender diverse character, um, whose name I've forgotten. Um, but that's been a really good kind of, um, exploration and representation of that. So that part's been the most interesting part of, um, season two so far. So I will persevere and see how it goes, but so far three ish episodes in not too impressed. Mm. Mm. So how about you? What is, do you have any more TV?
0: Yep. Lots of TV, always. All right. Now, I've talked about No Activity before, mm-hmm. and I'm still persevering with that, and now I have a few thoughts on the second season of No Activity. Now, just to give the quick recap, it was an Australian show, mm-hmm. um, and it ran for two seasons and a Christmas special. And the whole premise was no activity, a bunch of cops sitting in a cop car, a bunch of girls sitting at dispatch to mm-hmm. call out, a bunch of criminals waiting for some criminal stuff to do, and it was all just...
1: Waiting for stuff to happen.
0: Yeah, riffy conversations, and it was, you know, dry Australian humour. And I loved it. It was it, amazing. It was really good. Yeah. So when I heard the Americans were going to have a red-hot go at it, I was like, here we go. Um... So what's his name? Patrick Brammels, the Australian guy. He's come across as the writer and main, well, one of the main characters. But they've paired him up with Tim Meadows. He's you'll know exactly who he is once you see a picture of him. But he's in lots of things. Um, and they built it out a season that was just okay. The American comedy style didn't quite match the Australian. Sort of chill, dry
1: comedy. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't as good as the Australian one.
0: Yeah. And so, and there's like Amy Sedaris, uh, Will Ferrell, and Jason Manizakis, Mm -hmm. and just real, you know, big comedy people. Mm. And it was just okay. But enter the second season. Mm. And they've fiddled with the formula a bit. It's no longer really no activity, to be honest, but it's now Amazing. So, mm. they've added sort of an overarching plot. So, they've, you know, it's no longer no activity. They actually do previously, or no activity <laughs> now, which kind of seems anathema to the format. But mm. it is great. So, we've got Tim Meadows and Patrick Bramwell again. Um, and we've, they've got, who have they got? They've got Jan- Jason Mantazakis paired with Kristen Melotti. Mm-hmm. Now, Kristen Melotti, you might know as the mother from the final season of How I Met Your Mother. Right. And these two are criminals. Mm -hmm. Um, But the joke is Jason Mantazakis is an undercover cop. Mm. Now, in my head, (laughs) I'm pretending that this is a prequel to Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Love it. Yeah, and that Jason Mantazakis is actually Pimento, Mm -hmm. who went undercover, and before he goes super crazy. Awesome. Like, he just starts being crazy. And every season when he's paired with someone... So
1: this is your headcanon, isn't it? Yeah, this is my
0: (laughs) headcanon. Because they've been crazy. So in the first season, Mantisakis was paired with Will Ferrell. Yeah. And Will Ferrell went big. (laughs) He did a very big character, which meant Jason Mantisakis had to go middle. Mm -hmm. He was also paired with um, Jesse Plemons, or Meth Damon, as he's affectionately known. He was the captain in that Black Mirror episode
1: oh that guy meth Damon. yeah i guess i can see
0: that Yep. um so he's a bit restrained and they've paired him with big characters and this is funny because pimento and brooklyn are such a big character the other implication here is um tim meadows is the cannibal in prison
1: when mm. Peralta goes to prison
0: <laughs> so i like to think that this cop goes crazy and becomes a cannibal but um sweet I'm most of the way through this, and it is hilarious. I'm stealing terms from it every week, and it's just really solid. Um, so if you like, if any of this sounds interesting, go watch the Australian No Activity, yeah. and then dive into the American, and it's all top-notch. Um, the, all the Australian characters... Mm-hmm. Make little cameos in the American one too, which oh, is always nice. Which is always a bit fun.
1: Now you mentioned that there are some terms that you've been adopting. Take us through some of them.
0: <laughs> um,
1: Real in the people with these uh, <laughs> this terminology. Uh, I
0: was quite. Um, so I
1: can always tell when you've watched an episode because you're you're dropping a new strange word about thirty times in a day. I'm like, you've been watching no activity.
0: <laughs> there was uh, what was it? I was talking about shirt-dicking, where you mm-hmm. walk around with a shirt and no pants, and it's like a power move, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you're just being casual, and you're, you're shirt-dicking, your dick's hanging out, and I don't know, I thought this was the best. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, one the other day, there was these, um uh, a gay couple, and they were arguing about who was gayer, and one's like, I'm a gold-level gay man, I've never touched a lady there mm-hmm. and the guy's like well i'm platinum because i was born by a c-section <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, oh boy <laughs> and it cracked me up and, uh, oh, and it man. was great because this was um schmidt from new girl and oh i should have written the actor's name down he's in magic mike and briefly in big bang theory anyway a guy who's in things mm-hmm. um and they've brought them in for another plot line and anyway it's mm-hmm. it's just really good and they've actually brought in stakes and a sort of a subtle overarching plot now too, which has just added a little bit more to it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, love it. So No Activity, it's on Stan, both Australian and American. Highly recommend. Get on it. Get on it. Cool. Movies, what have you been watching?
1: Um, I watched Unicorn Store now um you know corn store if you've not seen it there was a bit of hype about it just on the internet um and it is uh, i think it's like written and directed or at least directed by and and stars brie larson better known as captain marvel uh, so this is sort of her directing debut i believe um Now, the premise of this movie looked very enthralling and very appealing to me. So it's pretty much like a girl who didn't want to grow up and wanted to own a unicorn. You know, she wears a lot of glitter and bright colours. She pretty much just sort of looked and acted like me. (laughs) So I was like, this is relatable content. I like it. Um, So it's got all these cute themes of, you know, like Peter Pan Syndrome, not wanting to grow up, um, not wanting to get a grown-up job and all these sorts of things. Um, So based on that and the fact that um, the, the general plot is that Basically, uh, Samuel L. Jackson rocks up in a secret store to try to sell her a unicorn. But she's got to pass a list of tasks to prove that she is worthy and ready for such a ma- majestical beast. Um, so, I mean, like, on paper, this sounds pretty great. I mean, it sounds cute as hell, adorable, really endearing, very colourful, good times. Um, but it it just didn't land at all. So, um, her, her name's Kit in the movie. And she seems to allegedly have this romance with someone called Vigil. Um, didn't buy the chemistry between them at all. I thought she was just kind of making a friend. But even then, he didn't really seem very interested. Even when he was like, hey, I think you're pretty cool. I'm still like, do you? <laughs> I'm not really buying this whatsoever. So there's no chemistry between the two characters. Um, like, it's such a waste of a potential theme. Because I, I think the whole the whole message of this should have been like, you know, be true to yourself, like who you are. But instead she sort of, because, um, you know, she tries to better herself, she listens to her parents and eats kale and tries to get a grown-up job. Um And mild spoiler alert for uh, this movie, she kind of, you know, gives up on, on all the, the things in her identity and then just sort of succumbs to adult life but is happy about it. And I'm like, I feel like... This isn't the message this movie should have been. Did you feel sending.
0: attacked? Em.
1: <laughs> I did. I felt very attacked.
0: No, fight it. Never grow up.
1: But yeah, I'm like, fuck that. So, um, and, and also, it didn't really answer a lot of questions. Like, she she sort of tried really hard at her job, but there was no real resolution on that. Like, there was a bit of a climactic point, but then what happened after that? Was she still employed? Did she get another job? What is her career now? What is she doing? And then there's this other weird subplot about, like, her, her boss seemed to be quite interested in her, like, maybe professionally, but also maybe personally. But then some there's some other throwaway comment, like, oh, he's such a perv to everybody. I'm like, I didn't... Was he? Like, did I just not see that? Should I be paying more attention to how bosses are treating me? Like, what's... Like, I didn't really buy that kind of subplot. And then that sort of just dissipated. So, like, oh, was was there any repercussions for his alleged perviness? Or was he not a perv? Like, what's, what's happening here? Who are these people? Um, and then there was another character which was just kind of thrown there as, um, honestly, I don't even know. Um, but that guy who, whose name I always, forget. you know, he's in everything now. He's, um, oh, shit. What's that movie that we, the show that we just saw. He's in, he was in Miracle Workers. Um, B- Bushimi? No. And Deadpool. Radliff? And no, not either of them. Um, the
0: other guy. Bupinda. um, that was his character in, Deadpool
1: yeah oh sure um, so anyway he's also in it but as like a side character and you think that he's going to be a bit more involved but he's not so um, yeah real let down because I wanted to like this movie so hard it had such promise but it just did not deliver so I would give it a solid 2 out of 5
0: Bam. Would yeah
1: would not watch no would not watch sorry kids stick to your dreams wear glitter forever <laughs> to hell with adulthood so what have you got
0: um, so the big one this week was the trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker or The Return of Skywalker. or Anyway, Skywalker was in the title. Mm. So this was significant for a lot of reasons. Now, I've been paying attention to this a little bit leading up to this trailer announcement. Mostly people are interviewing Rian Johnson, who's replying with sort of weird answers and like oh what do you think about you know the last movie is like oh i'm not involved i'm happy with whatever they do and i'm like all right he's not involved good the last jedi was shit mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. oh and i don't care if they retcon everything i did i'm like oh good 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 <laughs> all right yep i i like that that's retcon everything that happened in the last jedi the significant one was in last jedi it was mentioned that ray's parents were nobodies she's no yeah, one she yeah. just became awesome by herself which is good actually but um everyone was assuming she had she was someone special from somewhere special mm-hmm. you know like Luke yeah um and the fact that Skywalker is in the title means there has to be a Skywalker mm. now this could go a lot of ways you could argue that um Kylo is a little bit Skywalker yeah that's um, true Luke could be back as a super ghost (laughs) (laughs) or Rey is a Skywalker of some kind.
1: I still think that she probably is. Hmm. Like, there's no way that she's not, I don't think. Like, I think, I know a lot of people read too much into that comment of, oh, her parents were nobodies. Like, that's an obvious misdirect. (laughs) Yeah. Which I thought from the get-go. I'm like, um, you know, they're just throwing that to throw off the scent. Terribly, as well, mind you. But you know,
0: Yeah, so that's significant. So we see her being a badass in a with a lightsaber, I mean, we, you know, Star Wars. Um, the other big reveal was at the black screen close of the credits. We hear a very iconic evil laugh, ah. which was obviously Emperor Palpatine. Exciting, um, and which means he's back. Now we need a baddie because Snoke died in Last Jedi, <laughs> kind of weirdly. So did he ever? <laughs> and we see the ruins of what looks like Death Star Two mm-hmm. in on crashed on the planet. And that's theoretically where his body would have been. And the people digging deep are reflecting on the stuff um, he was saying in the three Rise of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith, sure. where he talked about Darth Plagueis and cheating death. And mm. people are speculating, like, all right, is he does he have immortal powers? Has he been here the whole time possessing people? What's his deal? Was he actually channeling into S- Snoke in a way? Like, Yeah, right. Yeah, was, so this is all exciting stuff. Um, so, I mean, all we can do is speculate at this point, but I'm happy that Rian Johnson's stuff is being retconned. <laughs> um, and it sounds like everyone else saw the same <laughs> problem I did with that movie, and yeah. they're working to remedy it. So
1: what was the issue? Like, what's... Besides the fact people didn't like the movie, what what's the big problem? Like, what what's uh, the aim? What are you retconning? What's what's the uh, ideal retcon here? <laughs> uh, it's too Because I too much. didn't hate it. I mean, I just I thought it was all right, but uh, well, I'm pretty easily pleased.
0: <laughs> so my Nah, that's too much. The main thing for me is that if there were no main characters in mm-hmm. that movie, everything would have gone better. Okay. Everything got worse from the heroes' interventions. Right. So they, the rebels would have gotten away if they guys didn't go on their secret mission and reveal the secret. Mm. Um, if they just went with plan A, everything would have worked. Poe should have been shot for treason, because he got <laughs> half the Rebel Alliance annihilated by his little mutiny attempt. True. Um, so that was my main problem with it. That It was like the, those people who argue about Indiana Jones' role in... Raiders of the Lost Ark how if he just sat at home and did nothing everything would have happened exactly the same anyway <laughs> this the characters are even like the, the lesson is never is, to
1: try <laughs> Well, in this one
0: yeah so they just made things worse mm. um Rey goes to learn from Luke doesn't learn anything just gets all confused goes to see Kylo they disagree in part ways um so
1: do you think that they would actually do that though do you think they would record a movie that's not long come out.
0: <laughs> oh, they're not actually retconning. Well, no, but... They're just... The threads planted in that movie will not be utilised further. Okay. Um The threads that that movie closed off will be reopened. Because mm. J.J. Abrams did,
1: you know... Sounds like you're just talking about seven. retconning in a different word.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just retconning with more steps. <laughs> Maybe. Um... I mean, they've given him his own trilogy, so they like some stuff he did, but they think he screwed up the
1: mm. the universe. Interesting.
0: Uh, the other one, which I don't have any info on today, but there's some stuff starting to come out about The Mandalorian,
1: oh, which yeah. is going
0: to be a Disney exclusive show made by... Um, Disney? Father, father, Whatever. The driver. Tony Stark's driver, who directs things. Oh, cool. Um, happy. But um, he's making The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and that looks pretty good. Especially because IG88's in it and is voiced by Waikiki Taiku Taiku Waititi, <laughs> what that guy's name? Mm-hmm. You know, Korg. <laughs> so that should be good too. But sweet, yeah. So pretty excited about Star Wars. Maybe. Um, yeah, the other movie we watched this week: Ralph breaks the internet.
1: Ralph breaks the internet. Been wanting to watch this for ages.
0: Tell me about it. Did you like it?
1: Yeah, I did. Yep. Um, I thought it was. But I was like, how are they going to do the internet? Because they did a really good job with sort of exploring um, games, I guess, and sort of making that kind of back-end universe. And I think they did a really great job when it came to, like, visually showing a 3D representation of what the internet world would be like. Uh, it was really cute. You know, they had all the little buildings in there. It was like a much more detailed version of the opening of Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um. But no, it was really, really good. Um. What are your thoughts before I go on?
0: So we, uh, record Ralph was all about retro gaming. So all the characters were Pac Man and Mm. you know all that and that kind of stuff. So now they're moving it into the internet and it's the same, but they've now got characters for Google and email and eBay and Mm. this sort of stuff and social media and funny real, they got real funny
1: eBay messenger alert boys who run around going hey.
0: And Really funny ways to portray social media, yeah, which I thought was good. You now, there were this was always going to be hard because this has been done a lot the real life version of the internet. I mm. mean, you know, so many shows and movies have done this.
1: I mean, when you compare it to such um high caliber representations like Johnny Mnemonic, yeah. how can you really compare?
0: <laughs> uh, I wasn't thinking Johnny Mnemonic, I was thinking more they have um a few drama does this, yeah whole episode bang on with the same sort of deal with the running and the pop up ads. But anyway, so this has been done a lot. But mm. so this is a ten year old idea. But they still did pretty good. Um, I know Alright, I know the bit you want to talk about, so why don't oh, yeah. you yeah. so they'll they go to was it a Disney website?
1: Yeah, so they go to, like, the, um, I don't know if it's the Disney Store website or the Disney Parks website, and at first you got a bit shitty because you are like, oh, my God, talk about, like, self-promo yeah. bullshit. Yeah, when it
0: started, I was very negative yeah. about this. I'm like, oh, my God, just, like. Pump everything Disney in there, and mm. it was a thought it was going to be a bit on the nose, but
1: but it was the best yeah. part of the movie, and here's why. So, um, <laughs> so they, they do like a you know, which princess are you quiz, and that, you know, that's kind of funny as to how that kind of works out. But then backstage are all the princesses, and then you know, each one's got to come out depending on you know, if if the the avatar person had picked you know, resulted in Cinderella or whomever. And so they're all backstage and little Vanellope wanders back there and she's all like, Oh, hello, what's going on? She's like, Oh yeah, cool. I'm totally a princess too. And they're like, well, you know, do you have birds sing with you? Do you sing songs? Are you you locked up in a cage? Like what's going on? She's like, Oh, well, no, I'm not any of those. Um, and they, they're very much like, it was, it was the most self-aware I've ever seen Disney. Um, yeah. and so, so that was all quite funny. And then what I loved is that they sort of had like little makeover session where they're like, no, 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 like let's all be a bit more like Nellope for whatever reason. And then they, um, they get all dolled up, in, well de-dolled up, I should say, in like cute loungewear and pajamas, but it's all sort of related to, um... Uh, you know, to that character. And so, you know, like, their hair is out. They don't have the makeup on. They're in, like, track pants. And I I can't remember a whole lot of their outfits, but I know that, like, Ariel, for example, had, like, a a sweatshirt on that said thingamabobs and (laughs) things like that. I'm just like, oh, this is so great. And they're all just, you know, really let their hair down, so to speak. And it was such a way that you just never would imagine seeing the princesses. Um, and so it sort of comes back around uh, again later in the film because they also talk like they have to go and rescue like a, a big strong man. They're like, oh no, a big strong man needs our needs our help. And so they all use their like princess powers and help someone out. Um, and so it was really quite funny. All these characters who are like classically very oppressed women. <laughs> Uh, be total badasses
0: and yeah and these conversations were hilarious sort of yeah, t- they were when they're really talking good. about like oh why you know are you waiting for someone to save you doing this and it was all the subtext of like we're absurd yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah it was very self-aware this <laughs> is really awful it was yeah. really funny yeah, so it was really well done. And, um, first of all, I want all of their outfits in their loungewear. Um, so I hope to go to that Disney store makes and pumps those out because I will buy them all. Um, also, I really loved how Anna from Frozen looked because she looked pretty much just like how I do on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is me. I'm somewhere between Anna and Merida. <laughs>
0: And the, the license expanded. There was um, Stormtroopers, a lot of Star Wars roaming around. Oh, yeah, and yeah, like, outside was, the um, princess room. Mm, yeah. And there was, like, Marvel. There was a Q and a with Groot. And yeah, there that was, was like, people walking up and asking him questions. And it was funny because it was very internet <laughs> condescending questions. I'm like, am I to understand that? And it was, like, voiced by Jason Mantazakis. Mm. And that was really funny. I really liked that obviously yeah. Groot replies with I am Groot of and, course yeah, has no, and just yeah. on
1: that note of those really awesome like loungeweary chill um, you know weekend vibe princesses you can also buy um, little of you know like those little mystery toys that you can get at like Zing or any kind of pop culture store um, there's little surprise characters they have all of the loungeweary princesses really? in those and I'm like that's it I am collecting them because that is amazing so that's my next mission. I currently have one. I got Bell, which was uh, a little disappointing. I wanted the ones that look like me because why would you not?
0: <laughs> well, there's how many are there to collect?
1: Um, oh, I don't know. Can't remember because it's and like also... it's like
0: a real life loot box. You'd have to buy a lot. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was very cool because I was always when I was watching, I'm like, how can I get more of this in my life? And I think when we did watch it, I did put a uh, screen grab up on Twitter of it because I was just like, I am obsessed with this. <laughs> can we just have a whole TV show of this? Because <laughs> I would watch it.
0: And other than that, the movie as a whole was pretty decent. They yeah. actually had a very surprisingly complex take on the evolution of friendships. Yeah, big time. really explored, you know, some toxic traits in friendships. Mm. And, you know, Ralph was... In
1: opposite-sex friendships.
0: Yeah, and Ralph was quite possessive and, Mm. you know, wanted everything to stay the same, but, was it Penelope? Penelope. Penelope wanted to go out and explore new things, and they were exploring when the two friends are sort of drifting apart, but want to do different things. Mm. And, yeah, really complex take on stuff. Yeah,
1: that was very good and they did a a good job of showing sort of like, um, yeah, lots of uh, of complex stuff there. I don't really have anything more to add about that. I was just really impressed by it. (laughs) Mm.
0: And I mean, it all happily ended, as you'd expect. It was all solved quite quickly, but um, Mm. yeah, pretty good. Yeah. So I would highly recommend that. Yeah, Um, solid
1: movie.
0: Just for the the Disney scenes.
1: (laughs) Hell yeah! And and I'm
0: a hater. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh. But it, they pulled it off quite well. Ah, oh,
1: so good. So, so good. Mm. Yeah, definitely recommend. Do watch.
0: Yeah. Probably not as good as the first one, but pretty close.
1: I'm not sure. I would have to sit and watch both of them back to back, I think, because it was what I what I also appreciated. while While the idea of showing a visual representation of the internet has sort of been done to a degree, it was also, like, bigger picture, very much the evolution of gaming. So we've got the retro gaming that we love, and then it's like, well, shit, a lot of games are online now. And I think they did a really good job of being like, how can we make a sequel of um, wreck Ralph? You know, they look at what a game's doing now. Games are online. Let's make this like an online thing. Um, and they just they just nailed it. It was a great way to make a sequel to the film. It really added to the story. Characters grew. Disney's really self-aware about their previous hegemonic oppressed female leads (laughs) in all of their classic movies, which, you know, some of them getting towards a hundred years old now. So, um, fair, but yeah, they're just an amazing, amazing job. Amazing all around.
0: Cool.
1: Yeah. So I think that brings this episode to a close. Um, now, like we've mentioned earlier in this episode, if you are a big game of Thrones person and you want to uh, listen to our spoiler cast, That will be uh, coming up every week, um, usually the day after the episode comes out. So keep an eye out for it on Tuesdays. Again, if you don't want to hear spoilers for those episodes of Game of Thrones, don't listen to the spoiler cast and you will still have our regular scheduled programming on Mondays to Tuesdays to Wednesdays <laughs> of this episode. So um, so don't worry if you see spoiler casts come up. Just skip those if you don't want to hear it. If you do want to hear it, great. Listen to us waffle on for 30 to 60 minutes about Game of Thrones each week. Now, tell us um, anything. Send us a tweet at goodpop <laughs> underscore Pop. I forget what the things were that I told you to tweet us about. Uh, good pop bad pop yeah well maybe don't do that Unless, no wait don't do that Um, you can also find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash good pop bad pop podcast and also on instagram at good pop bad pop podcast until next week we will see you then thank you